This week's podcast brought to you in part by Audible.com. Get a 14-day risk-free trial, free audiobook, and complimentary subscription to either the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal. Just visit whatduvaysaid.blogspot.com and click on the Audible.com link. Please? Hi, this is Joy Nordenstrom of Joy Romance Inc., and you're listening to What Duvet Said with hosts Rob and Jason, and I might not even be able to fix this relationship. Did you hear? 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 What Duvet Said? Oh, you get to hear what Duvet has to say. Hello again, everybody. This is the official podcast of the What Duvet Said Cultural Entertainment Digest, found at whatduvetsaid.com. I am your host, Jason Duplissy, coming at you from Duvet Studios South in the Hollywood Hills of Los Angeles, California. And joining me, as always, is the man who turns me every which way but loose, your host... That's why your own personal orangutan. This is Robert Bob Duvet, and I am coming to you from the glorious podcastle that is my residence in Northern California, San Francisco to be exact. And welcome back, my loyal, trusted Duvidians to 2011. We are back in action, Jace. You know, I just had a conversation the other day with the folks at poker, and I, I, I want to take a quick, a quick poll, snap poll right here. All right. Because you said it. 2011 or 2011? Hmm. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I say 2011. They all, they, I run around the table and they all said 2011 and then I convinced them that 2011 is the way to go. Anyway, Happy New Year, Rob. Happy New Year, Jace. Uh, we didn't spend it this year together, which is, uh, I think in our lifetime, we're probably about uh, maybe 50% of New Year's spent together, maybe even a little higher. Uh, I think that might be a generous estimate, but sure, why not? I'm generous today. I'm feeling generous in the new year. Boy, I was in a, just a, a haze, a malaise, a complete and total end of the year meltdown. So, uh, I don't know. Did you sense that in me, Jace? No. Yeah, I, I'm actually a little happy to, uh, that the 2010 can I or 2010, whatever the fuck you want to call it, is now in our rear view, and we've turned the corner. And although I am limping into this year, I am in fact progressing. Well, fantastic! Did you make any New Year's resolutions? Oh, I'm, there's too many to keep track of. I made them by the bushel. <laughs> well, I only made a couple by the peck. Hey, before we get into that and the show proper, do uh, let's let's yeah. you know let's we'll ease back into this. Do we have any guests this week? Did Reba book anybody? Is anything exciting happening in this particular episode that we have to look forward to? We did. We had to scramble because I mean I don't know. I'm sure you know. Being in the business, there's a golden there's a there's a new sacred cow, a golden throated wonder. By the name of Ted Williams and not the baseball player? Oh, yes. And not uh, the guy I went to college with. No, no, not that guy either, I'm guessing. This is, it's like Beatlemania. It's Ted Williams mania. And we were not going to be out scooped by the, the, the larger networks. So WDS wants, we want to be on the cusp. We want to be finding the next viral sensation. Oh. And I need... I didn't have to look very far, Jace. I just went down. There's a guy that lives in the park down the street from my house um, by the name of Leroy. And he is also a golden-throated, undiscovered gem. And he does a mean rendition of Ain't Too Proud to Beg. So we are going to uh, give him a makeover and um, counsel him the best we can. Reba and I are working on that. And we are going to turn Leroy, Ain't Too Proud to Beg, into your next American Idol. I, I can't wait, except that I yeah, just got handed this, this this note, Rob, that uh, Leroy's just checked into rehab. Ooh. Maybe Probably we can, necessary. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we can get Galvin to do it instead. Is he still there? Well, you know, the funny thing about Galvin, that's my next kind of guess. Galvin, see, it, it was becoming a bit of an issue galvin on our couch and so i had to think of something for galvin to do give him some reason to not be in my apartment all the time so we decided we gave him a show 
So he's going to be here to talk about the upcoming premiere of Galvin, simply titled Galvin on the WDS network. Oh. So, uh, yes, Galvin is still here, but he is now a actually a functioning member of society. Wow. Well, I am eager and excited to hear from both Leroy and Galvin. Anybody else? Well, yeah, we actually have another guest. We're very excited. This is You're going to be very, very interested in this, Jace. We have Joy... Nordenstrom joining us, and Joy is a, a licensed matchmaker, what? and she <laughs> is a true story. Yeah, this is this is all true, and she's also the CEO of Joy of Romance, and she is going to be here just listening in. We're going to maybe uh, discuss uh, you know man women dynamics and uh, relationships, and uh, maybe you can ask some dating questions. And oh, so yeah. she's going to be here to offer a female, a much needed female perspective on oh, the whole thing. Oh, all right. Well, it's about time we got a female perspective. And I actually have, that's very interesting. I didn't know you could get a license to be a matchmaker. Um, Apparently you can. I'm looking at her bio here and you can get it. She's also, you know, she's just degreed up as, as it were from uh, Mills College out here in entrepreneurship and communications and economics and a minor in psychology. So... She's, she's got it going on, but um, her, her thing is um, relationships and being a relationship expert. And where did she get her degree from in matchmaking? I just read that. I Maybe I made it up. Yeah. Oh, wait, no. Here it is. The Matchmaking and Behavioral Science Institute in New York City. <laughs> New York City. Wow. Okay. Yeah, they got everything out there. Well, hopefully she can find me a fine or snatch me some snatch. <laughs> nice so that's pretty uh that's pretty good right to kick off the year we got that array of talent yeah that is exciting I, I have to say that i'm more excited to hear and talk to joy than galvin but don't let him hear that um word and i'm excited to hear from all of our listeners again and you know how our listeners can get a hold of us rob Send us out an email at whatduvaysaid at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook. We have an official Facebook page, so you can search for What Duvay Said in your little search engine there on Facebook and give us a thumbs up like button, or you can give us a phone call at 415-937-0445. That's 415-937-0445. And we welcome your calls. We are going to get into the mail sack, I think, next week. So let's load it up, folks. Yeah, well, I think we had a lot of uh, a lot of people writing to us over the holidays, and we genuinely haven't spoken much over the holidays. Rob, do you have any no. like some little quick uh, quick stuff to catch up on before we head into the show proper? I feel like our friendship has been sequestered. <laughs> We've been like, you know, placed in isolation booths. Um, I, I did want to say one quick thing about the Facebook likes. I'm I'm organizing a campaign, a grassroots effort. We want to get to 200 like likes or whatever it is by march so there okay. you go it, the onus is on you now listeners all right well i think that's a pretty good that's a pretty reasonable goal it is tell a friend yeah um so you were asking me has anything happened in the what has it been like a two weeks that we've spoken probably uh yeah i think it's been almost three weeks we texted on new year's but other than that we really haven't spoken since the show last show last year but yeah you were t asking me about new year's resolutions and Really, I my hope is always to be a better person, to care less about the things that you know I should care less about. But it's just really hard. I don't know. Have you been following you know a lot of the the news stories lately? This whole terrible Arizona, the Tucson shooting thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. How could I not? Yeah. And and what's even more terrible about it really is just Sarah Palin. I've been not watching Sarah Palin. I, I really have been avoiding anything that has to do with it are you caught up in her responses and things like that well it just you know i i couldn't help but hear the response i was curious and i thought well maybe she's going to take this opportunity to show some sort of presidential quality since she seems you know intent on being considered such and uh she let me down my girl let me down well well i i, I don't know i the whole thing just sickens me everything about it and the backpedaling and um you know excuse making i know rush limbaugh said something as well about how he he said something to the tune of you know 
uh, all of America is pointing fingers at talk radio. The liberals are saying talk radio made this happen. Well, you know, you'll never hear them say that one of their movies was responsible for someone going crazy or, you know, something like that. Uh, as mm-hmm. if as if th- there was some correlation, you know, between someone on a talk radio show saying, all of you go out and do this and watching somebody in a movie, you know, shoot a shoot a gun or have unprotected sex or smoke, you know, whatever. I, d- I didn't realize that um, the liberals were responsible for all the movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The liberal media. I think actually the liberal Jewish media. If I'm correct, Ooh. yeah, I think Let's I'm sorry. Not the get Jewish the blood mafia. libels. Let's <laughs> do not say blood libel. <laughs> that's a good point. It sounds like we've actually moved into the news segment. Um, yeah, we should actually. I have some news as relates to a, a variety of things we've already touched on. Oh well, hell's bells. Then we will get to my New Year's resolution and what I've been up to later. Let's get to news. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that familiar feeling, it's news. Don't get the blues, get the news. Just talk, Rob. All right, I'm sorry. sorry. Okay, here we go. Um, let's start off with something that's not, su- not surprising. I'll say it early, not shocking. And here it is. I am reading that the um, porn king... This gentleman is the head of Vivid Entertainment, Steve Hirsch. You you might be familiar with Vivid's work. I drive past the Vivid building probably three times a week. Wow. Is it a sexy building? Is it it hot? Do you drive past the rear entrance of the Vivid building? (laughs) No, I do not. It's right there on Cahuenga. They actually have a lot of uh, windows, believe it or not. Oh, really? Yeah. I guess they're not, not embarrassed by what goes on. I guess not. So, uh, yeah, basically, he is offering to pay Nadia Suleiman Octomom's mortgage. To do what? But as we know, Jason, I don't know. You live in Hollywood, man. You don't get your mortgage paid for, not give a little something in return. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, what is, uh, is there a market for the Octomom to be in a vivid entertainment picture, I wonder? I think I would have a uh, a bit of a curiosity to see... Octomom on a uh, vivid vid- video. I'm sure she wouldn't just be raising the children. She would probably, uh, you know, okay, raise other things. Raise a few eyebrows, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> well, okay, so you've already said that's not a for you, right? There you go. No, okay. not at least. How about for you, Jace? No, not a that the person of Vivid is offering that to Nadia Suleiman. I would be shocked if she accepted and did it. I don't think that's quite what she's into, but who knows? Yeah, she's broke, man. Desperate times call for desperate measures. Yeah, I don't know. Of course. How do you, you think know. this? How do you think this show came about, Jason? That's <laughs> true. It came through the courtesy of a grant of Vivid Entertainment. <laughs> And oh, that reminds me, uh, later you got to ask me about the new weather bunny we have on Channel 7 up here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, Rob. Yeah. Tell me about the weather bunny on Channel 7 up there. You want to you hear about it? Okay. Now, this is not going to come as a shock to my wife because it's, I, I, I've just completely given up any sort of uh, decorum in this matter. But about two weeks ago, I guess the beginning of the year, there's all these promos for this new weather bunny, you know, on Channel 7, the local up here. And she's, she's a hot little number, you know, a little blonde thing, probably mid-20s, mid-late 20s. And always just wearing, I mean, she's got bazungas that won't quit. And she's just like tight little package, right? And so Hallie kind of catches me like leering or making a, a quip or whatever. So she's on to me. Her name's Christina Loren. And which is kind of like a porn starry name, don't you think? A little bit. Christina Lorenz? Yeah. Like Lorenzo Lamas or something like that? N- yeah, without the Zo. <laughs> without the Zo and the Lamas? <laughs> mm hmm. Uh, anyway, I'm I sorry. So. We didn't need to go onto that tangent. But you, what, uh, what other news items do you have? Anything else? Well, no, I just want to finish the Weather Bunny story. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know there was more. Go ahead. All right. So this morning, I'm lying in bed. It's like seven. And they always cut to for the Today Show. They go to the local news and, and weather affiliate break. Yeah, I think it's KGO up there for you. But anyway, yes, go ahead. It is KGO. And so the minute I'm like, 
I'm in a deep sleep, and then the minute I hear they say, "Well, let's go to the you know the weather," all of a sudden I just snap to attention in the bed, <laughs> and my wife is just like, "You're so freaking obvious!" Like the minute they say weather, you pop you pop to attention, <laughs> and uh, so. Yeah, I'm I'm completely busted on my my love for the new weather bunny. Uh, well, I I might be right with you with your love of the new weather bunny. There are times I I have the TiVo or the DVR uh, and I will be watching things and I will stop watching what I'm watching and if the news is on in the background and one of our local weather bunnies is on, I will sit and watch the weather. I will watch the news. So they're they're no fools. They know exactly how to keep us ridiculous men uh, attached to the television. She's always dressed like she's going to a cocktail party, too. It's crazy. Yeah. It's like 7 in the morning. Yeah. Oh, well. Okay, anyway. anyway. I, I, I got to check her out. More news? Yeah, more news, please. All right, here we go. All right, so uh, I don't know if you watched The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Jason. <laughs> Funny thing is, no, I don't. Okay, well, probably not because we have The Real Housewives of Fish Camp on our own <laughs> That's network. That's a good so. point. So why would I divide my attention? This is great. So a nasty divorce going on between Camille Grammer, wife of Kelsey Grammer. Yes, yes. And uh, not only is she getting $50 million of Kelsey's money, but uh, this is funny. She accused him on Howard Stern without outright saying it because she doesn't want to be, you know, fuck up her payday. But basically she accused him of being a cross-dressing, uh, maybe possibly gay and, and and attacked his prowess in the marital bed. Yeah, I actually heard that interview being a, being a Howard Stern listener, and I believe the way she phrased it was, Kelsey Grammer's in La Caja Faux right now on Broadway, and she said, mm-hmm. I don't want to say anything, but let's just say when he got that, I thought it was the perfect role for him. <laughs> Nuff said, is, now, is, is this a shocker or not shocker? That Kelsey Grammer might be a cross-dressing homosexual or that she's on national television saying that he's a cross-dressing homosexual? Let's go with the latter. Um, I'm going to say it's not a that she is doing it. I can't say for one way or the other what Kelsey Grammer's sexual proclivity is. What about you? Nor can yeah, I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to, you know, the best way to do this would be a controlled experiment, a scientific experiment, where we put him in the room with the weather bunny and we see how he reacts. Yeah, yeah exactly. Or, you know, maybe get David Hyde Pierce's opinion. Is there any doubt in anybody's mind that David Hyde Pierce may or may not be homosexual? Anybody? Anybody? I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't about. either. I don't know. I don't either. It's <laughs> a very good point. Um, okay. <laughs> good stuff. Uh, anything else in the news? What about you? You didn't say. Is that a, a shocker or a not shocker for you? Oh, that's completely... From watching the show, that is a not Got it. Okay. All right. And so what else we got? I'll, I'll do uh, one more. Uh, I'll, I'll, let me just do t- three more. <laughs> okay. Four more. All right. All right. Good. That's close to one. They'll be quick. Right. This came from the Huffington Post. And we have a, the Chicago Cardinal of the Catholic Church out there. Yes. Um, he is um, he's ripping the civil union stuff that's going on, the gay marriage bills. Oh, uh-huh. And he says, this is, I thought this was a great quote, talking about anyone who advocates same-sex marriage has lost touch with the common understanding of the human race. What is the common understanding of the human race? Did he did he mention what that is? Because I'm a lot in touch with that either. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, apparently he doesn't go on much detail about it, but he said, "Don't create a law that says apples are oranges." Oh, okay. You know what I heard actually uh, is that what's that? The craze in Europe now are are uh, heterosexual couples getting civil unionships because you get all the benefits of marriage without all the huge hassle. Of getting a divorce. Hmm, interesting. Like it's so much easier. Perhaps and me and the wife should revisit this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe uh, Camille and Kelsey should have checked this out. <laughs> uh, you're good. You're good. You're a pro. I'm paying attention. All right. Uh, let me do a couple more. Okay. These are great. This is a, along the lines of the Tucson uh, shooting we were talking uh, about. Yes. There's a picture on Gawker of a billboard for Rush Limbaugh's uh, talk talk show, yeah. and it's a huge billboard, Jace, and it's 
riddled with bullet holes, and it says Rush Limbaugh, straight shooter. <laughs> That's wonderful. Great. Love it. So is, is this a shocker or not shocker for you? Uh, well, let me ask you this. Are the bullet holes part of the advertisement, or did somebody take a weapon and fire at a billboard of Rush Limbaugh? Sadly, part part of the advertisement. Ah, well, then that is not a... Yeah, ditto. Ditto head. Okay, I, I know we like to introduce uh, new words into our vocabulary here at WD. Yes, exactly. Have you been using the word suspise? <laughs> I have not. No, well, maybe we can talk about that at another point, because I sure love using that made-up word. What's yours? Okay, well, this one is, do you know what the term frauderizing means? Gosh, no, but I hope you tell me. I will, Jace. What it is, it refers to, let me get the exact definition here. It is the habit of rubbing your genitalia against a stranger. There's a habit for doing that? <laughs> Apparently. Judging from these pictures, the habit occurs mostly in Japanese subways. Oh, as do most things that have words that we don't know yet. You know, I realized my favorite French word may be genitalia. <laughs> is that a French word? <laughs> I don't know, but it sounds vaguely French. Yeah, perhaps le genitalia. Yeah. So uh, be careful with your frauderizing. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep into that. I, don't, I wouldn't want to make a habit of it. I think perhaps, you know, the casual whatever that word is you're saying, Iser, I may be, you know. Oh, excuse me. In yeah, line at Trader in Joe's. In daily life, we all have occasions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pardon me. I, I was just trying to redeem this coupon at Macy's. I, I, I just accidentally. <laughs> Is this where the line starts? Yeah, this could be where the line starts. We might. We don't want to cross that line. Oh shit. Okay, and uh, we'll we'll close out with this okay. one. This is a. Uh, you're a big. Uh, Mario Lopez fan, aren't oh, you? Oh, yeah. Are you kidding? I've been a huge fan of him since he was on that show that I watched so much. <laughs> well, apparently in Chicago, which I guess they call Chicagoland now. Oh, is that right? Like yeah. Chicagoland murders or something According... like that? Yeah, exactly. Well, there's a bar, a sports bar named Mullets. <laughs> of course there is. And after a, an intoxicated patron destroyed a framed photograph of A.C. Slater from Saved by the Bell. Oh, yeah. And this is great because here's what the guy said. He was like, you know, drunk and he ripped off this picture of uh, our, our Mario Lopez as his, what, what his, his role, his, his famed role of A.C. Slater. Oh, yeah. And it said, this is what the guy said. I just don't like Slater. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah, it. It's true. Okay. Well, you can't really argue with logic like that. And I'm going to say that is not a. Because really, who who does like Slater? <laughs> well, I, I'm going to say it is a. Because, I mean, who doesn't respect the uh, the acting prowess of A.C. Slater via Mario Lopez? Hi. Okay. Well, we're just going to have to agree to disagree on so that there you one, go. Rob. Great. Thank you for the news this week, Rob. So, uh, JC, you said you had some resolutions. Maybe that's uh, something we can get into. I do. I decided my biggest resolution, I've altered, actually. My first resolution was that I was not going to be caught so much up in road rage, which I think I described to you at one of our times talking. I was in a bit of road rage um, a couple weeks ago. So I've altered mm -hmm. that because it's just impossible for me not to get infuriated in the car. Um I've altered that resolution to say that in situations when I'm driving or even when I'm out and about, I've decided that I'm not going to be the asshole. That's just, it might be a fine tuned thing, but I discover that a lot of times when I'm angry and frustrated with people in the car and I do something to, uh, to get out of the way of what's happening, that I'm actually an asshole in that situation. So... I'm I'm deciding to get out of the asshole business. That's that's at least my resolution for this year as far as driving goes. Um and I think it huh. could also apply to just about anything else, you know. I uh That's funny cuz I am resolute in getting into the asshole business. <laughs> Is that right? Is there a word in Japanese for that? <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh yeah, so there's that and um I don't know. I I 
I spent New Year's Eve uh, by myself um, this year. I uh, I decided not to go out and do any New Year's Eving, partially because I wasn't. Um, you know, we talked about this. New Year's Eve is such a heavy evening for uh, people who are dating or not dating or starting to date. And at the time, I was kind of dating somebody. But, you know, I don't know. It's all very it's all very complicated. You know, it'd be great if you had. Didn't you say we're having some sort of relationship expert joy showing up this week to talk about dating and things like that? I want you to know, Jason, that in 2011, I'm a man who delivers on my on my false promises. <laughs> oh, is that right? <laughs> OK. And this actually is not a false promise because we have joy right here. You're kidding. With us. So let, let's get her to introduce herself to our, our uh, loyal Davidians, the listeners at what Duvet said. Joy, say hello to, to, to the folks at home. <laughs> well, it's so nice to be here today. My name is Joy Nordenstrom, and uh, I have a company called The Joy of Romance, Inc. And uh, I'm, I help people create passionate and thriving relationships in their lives, no matter where they are on the spectrum of relationships. So if you're just starting to date, I'm a certified matchmaker. And if you're thinking about proposing, I help guys come up with really cool scripts on how to propose. And if you're going into the honeymoon phase, I help design honeymoons and getaway vacations. And I'm also touted as an aphrodisiac expert and do parties around that and uh, do coaching with people once they've gotten together and, and help uh, bring the passion back when they hit some bumps in the road. My goodness. Huh? Yeah. Well, she sounds highly overqualified. Do you help somebody who is just trying not to be an asshole, for example? <laughs> my name is joy i can i can work ah, with that yes okay. well uh, can, i'm just going to jump right in then joy let me tell you a bit of what's going on with me because i left uh, the uh, listeners with a bit of a cliffhanger uh last year during my dating situation i'm uh, a serial online dating guy i sign up for these dating websites and then i sort of go in and, and snipe uh, gals that I think I might be interested in, and then we will go out, and then it falls apart. Fix me. How <laughs> how long have you been a serial? Uh, I've been divorced since 2002, so I've been doing it for about, I don't know, how long is that? I can't do that math. Rob, what is that math? Eight years. Eight years, yeah. <laughs> that would be eight Thank years, you. Jason. Thanks, Rob. <laughs> and, and what is your intention um, when you... Are dating? Do you want to have another long-term relationship? Do you want to find the love of your life, or are you just enjoying? Dating? I do not enjoy dating. My my goal is to be in a monogamous, long-term, loving relationship, uh, and I don't believe I go into online dating with that uh, in mind. I really go in jaded and um, disappointed. And if I find somebody who is even the slightest bit interested in me, then all the kind of pent up desire and and that I've been denying myself kind of pours out on the person uh, within the first couple of dates, which they then get turned off to and run away. Yeah, they. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> um, you might want to tone that down just a little bit so that you don't scare them. Oh, come so. on. See, but I already they, know they that. Definitely want to be. <laughs> They want to be hunted. They want to be um, not fawned over, but uh, they want to have the game and, and have the dance and the tango. And I think if somebody comes on a little bit too strong uh, within two dates, they run for the hills because they're like, what's wrong with him? Why is he right. like this? Uh, there must be something wrong. Well, I might be over. So if I can jump in, you're not suggesting that Jason wear frilly shirts and and in tight fitting pants in order to uh do the tango of of relationships <laughs> no there's a gentle balance of yin and yang that you want to be uh bringing out and you want to make sure that uh, if she thinks you're you know if you push a little bit then pull back a little bit um and do that dance and allow her in a position where you get to chase her and be that she's the target of your desire but not um you've already caught her so do the do the dance and have fun with with that and um uh, tell me a, an ex example of how you feel like you've just totally attached her too quickly or jumped in well too quickly. this uh, i went out with a gal um 
she invited me to go see a movie called It's a Wonderful Life. You may have heard of the movie. It comes out every Christmas. So there was a screening at yes. a local movie theater where we went to go see it. Uh, and when I showed up, we, we, it was our first time meeting. I, I met her at the theater, and they have a, a restaurant right there in the theater because this is Los Angeles, and we do snooty things like that. So I met her in the lobby. She said, hi, we came to sit down at the table and uh, the waiter put the menus across from one another, which is where I would be comfortable sitting. But then she grabbed the menu and pulled it and sat it next to her and said, no, come sit next to me. So I sat next to her and we talked or she did a lot of talking and I did a lot of listening and we were enjoying each other. And then when we went and sat into the movie theater, um, I leaned over and I gave her a kiss and she was like, wow, that's great. That's so unexpected. So sweet. And during the film, uh, she constantly held my, uh, my uh, hand. She pulled it into her lap. She gave me a lot of squeezes. She cried during the movie. Uh, when the movie ended, the... Nobody was paying attention, so the lights didn't come up, so it was still in the dark. So I leaned over and kissed her again, and we made out a bit in the movie theater there. Um, and then we left, and I went to uh, walk her to her car, and it was all very sweet. It was actually kind of a well-orchestrated, nice-feeling evening. Uh, we set up a second date. She said, I will go anywhere you tell me to do, to go. I said, all right, well, let's uh, go have dinner. She said, great, same thing. We show up for dinner. She has me sit next to her. Uh, we um, uh, talk a lot uh, at dinner. She tells me a lot about her photography and things like that. Uh, we eat. We hold hands while we walk around. She says, oh, I want to show you this place. It's a museum of neon art. She said, I'd love to go here someday. I said, great, sure, we can go there someday. Sounds great. Uh, she, um uh, we go back to her place. We make out a bit and roll around on the floor. She loans me a CD to to uh, borrow. She said, oh, you're going to love this Joe Cocker CD. It's my favorite one. I say, great. Um, then, uh, like, we go to organize a third date for bowling. Um, and she said something like, uh, oh, I, I went to, I love, during the course of the evening, she says, oh, I love to go see the movies that they show at the cemetery during the summer. And I said, oh, the, you know, that'd be fun, something to do. And I think that instantly got her all freaked out. Like me saying, oh, that would be fun to do something in the summer when here it is December, you know? And like... Well, she brought it up, yeah. She was being very, very like into and forward and excited about me up until uh, we did the this date where we went bowling. And I noticed this thing where she would talk. She would keep her eyes closed when she would turn at me and talk and then she spent most of her time talking looking somewhere else and i was like something's different here something's wrong here something went on with this girl here <laughs> and i have no idea what went on like i really have no idea how i didn't really change my behavior with her i was like oh okay i'll sit next to you oh i'll hold hands oh yeah we can make out on the couch and then suddenly she was acting all strange so i guess my question is joy not that i dislike playing the game and doing the dance but should I be with someone and do the dance where something like particularly awkward happens? And I go, what, the, you know, what, like, like, what, what, why are you acting so differently now <laughs> than you were a week ago? You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I, I would say that it sounds like your behavior, like you said, did not change at all. So it's not on your part. You don't have any idea what's been happening in her life. And if she's a serial online dater also, maybe she went on a fabulous date the night before and you don't know uh, what's going on. So I would say communication is the only way to learn something from that. And she can either be honest with you or if she isn't and you get that gut feeling, you don't want to be with her anyway. So I say sort fast. My, my thing is just to communicate, even when it hurts to communicate, to, to get some answers. Trust your gut, trust your heart, and uh, run for the hills if you don't feel like Well, she right. sent me an email. We, we emailed back uh -huh. and forth. I'm listening, Rob. Yes, you, I'm, I'm impressed. Yes, I like your guest. <laughs> I'm here too. <laughs> we emailed back and forth, or like I would initiate an email saying, hey, uh, you know, what do you, what's up? You want to try to get together again? She wouldn't write back like a week would go by and she'd say, um, we, she'd write back like a curt one or two line response email. And this was after she like texted me and texted me and texted me, uh, one night, like over and over and over again while she was watching some TV show. And she, like I said, she's, she, she talks and talks and talks. She would call me on the phone and talk like nonstop for an hour and a half. And then suddenly she wasn't talking or saying things anymore. And so 
I emailed her and said, hey, I have a movie screening. You know, would you, I, would you like to go? And she wrote back, hey, I've been really busy. I'm sorry I haven't written back. I just wanted to let you know that it sounds like you're looking for a relationship. And I don't know if that's what I, I want right now. So I, I wrote her back and I said, well, if you're saying that a relationship is, you know, somebody I'm, I'm busy, too. <laughs> and, it, you know, I have a relationship with my mailman. You know, I got a relationship with the guys I go on poker with. I don't know what you mean by a relationship, but if you're saying that I'm looking for someone that, you know, I can hold hands with in the movie theater and occasionally go out to dinner with and make out on the uh, on the living room floor, then, yeah, I, I guess I want a relationship. And if I'm not that person that you want to do that with, then that's OK with me. And she hasn't written anything back. Right. So I'm OK with it. I just, it just makes no sense to me at all. And this is what, what happens to me perpetually, which is why I say I'm a serial online dater, that I, I, I'm not interested, Joy, in playing the game, in doing the tango, in pursuing and running, and being caught and being not caught, if it's false to me. You know, if, if it's coming across that I'm doing an act so that the person will be interested in me because that person that they're interested in is not the person that I genuinely am. It's the person that I'm behaving like so that they are interested in me. And if they become interested in me in that person, then by the time the relationship grows six months down the line, when I actually become the person that I really am, they may not be interested in that person because that's not the person I was behaving. Hey, you never buy me flowers anymore. Why not? Well, because I'm not really a guy who buys flowers and get out of the way i'm trying to watch the real housewives of beverly hills <laughs> well i say bravo i think a lot of people don't um understand how important that is and they put up all these facades and i think one of your major issues is that you're finding people online dating i think online dating has completely changed the way people are viewing dating it's disposable. People have become disposable. Um, they look at people with a shopping list. Um, and if they're anywhere halfway decent human beings and attractive, they're on to the next as soon as they spot something that might be a character flaw, which, as we know as humans, is ridiculous because we all come with our quirks and we should be loved for our quirks and our positive traits. And online dating doesn't give somebody the opportunity to have enough time spent with somebody consistently to be able to see their true self and to honor and appreciate that. Um, there's just too many fish in the sea and I know you're down in LA and I know that is probably also a really challenging component of it also, just the the mentality of on to the next if this doesn't suit my needs um, mentality reigns true down there. Jace, if I could jump no. in, <laughs> and I'm not nearly as credentialed, but I think it boils down to where I agree with Joy's assessment. It's where you're meeting these people. And if online has been primarily where you're meeting people, there's got to be another way, environment you can put yourself in where you're going to meet people more face to face encounters, where whether it be a work related thing or a library or someplace where you're going to have to talk to the person the old fashioned way. Because I think that on, I agree. I think online dating has become this, this, this thing. It's the thing people do, and it's like flipping through the channels, so to speak. And it's. I think what Rob is saying is you need to meet somebody in an or organic environment where they get to see you. Um, because uh, from from I use a lot of statistics and quotes, but the number one thing for men is visual. You're hardwired differently. So if you see somebody and you're chemically attracted to them, bam something can work, whether it's immediately or, you know, a year down the road. If you had that chemical hit, you can be attracted to that person. For women, we get that chemical hit, but our number one thing is consistency and action and word. And online dating doesn't let you have that consistency. But if you met somebody, let's say at your local coffee shop and you were going in there consistently and you are always smiling when you went in there, you're always saying hi, you're always pleasant to the person behind the counter, they get to see that consistency. If you were doing some kind of volunteering um, on the weekends, if you were doing something where somebody is going to see, a woman is going to see you in who you are and really grow to appreciate you as a person in that scenario, that's when you're going to have that long-term connection with somebody and it's going to be much deeper than just flipping through the channels. And that might explain my fascination with the weather. Because you flip too. through the channels? It's an organic environment. 
<laughs> well, perhaps you should, you know, send the weather bunny my info then, or so I can meet up with her at the library. Because other than other than the homeless crackheads at the Hollywood Library, I'm not sure how many eligible single women there are out there. <laughs> Jason, if you were here, when I, one of the things that I do um, is matchmaking, and I would love to be working with you. I have um, 72 love agents that span from San Jose to Sacramento, and they're individuals that are friends of mine that uh, are either headhunters, hairdressers, estheticians, um, real estate people, um, people who really know their clients. And so it's nice because I'm always able to connect somebody who has a direct connection with a friend of mine. And um, it kind of weeds out some of the crazies out there. And also they know that they're being watched because they're, you know, they're on their best behavior in that regard, too. Well, though you can't reach your fantastic arm down here to me in Los Angeles, we have a lot of listeners up there in San Francisco. How can those people get a hold of you if they're interested in your services? Oh, they can email me at joy at joyofromance.com, or they can also go on my site, and I've got a couple of videos that describe my matchmaking services, which are different than any other matchmaker out there, because I really come um, from the matchmaking perspective with wanting to help individuals create passionate and thriving relationships that stand the test of time. So matchmaking came out of that vision. So I do a lot of um, coaching with my clients, actually six to 10 coaching sessions in the beginning, and um, get very um, clear with them on what they're looking for and how they can be their best in partnership and attract the same for themselves. I have a question. You mentioned that you were a specialist in aphrodisiacs. I'm curious, is a, a six-pack of Mickey's Big Mouths and some Goldschlager still an Af a powerful aphrodisiac? All of them together, no. Um, but I will tell you that alcohol, if you do drink, is, is a very powerful aphrodisiac, especially for women. Um, when women have that first drink, it, it hits us and we get a rush of testosterone. So it starts us getting randy. Uh, both men and women get a hit of dopamine in their systems. And if the environment is right and your you know, candles are set and you're in a romantic setting anyway, your endorphins are flowing. So when you have endorphins and then you combine that with dopamine, they act as a, um, they lower the reuptake inhibitors of both of them. So they stay in your system longer. So to start out a, a, a night um, on the town or a night in the bed is a good way with a little bit of alcohol, but too much is going to make whatever came up go back down. Yeah, so well, I'm writing this all with alcohol when you get the chance. I know. Well, no, no, I'm writing this all down. I've got uh, dolphins and dramamine. That's what you said? <laughs> Excuse me. That really, that hit me. That really hit me hard, Jace. All right. Well, um, I, 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 I thank you, Joy. I will see what I can do about getting out into more social situations. I find myself in social situations surrounded by uh, women who are already in relationship or just think I'm so funny and want to be friends. I get that a lot. Oh, you're so funny. And then toodle away. So that may be the way I'm presenting myself. I'll just say that the the ones that you that are acting as though they just want to be friends can eventually someday be converted. Um, it's that consistency in word and action and on always showing up with being who you are, and they get attracted to that. So I wouldn't rule them out. And then the ones that are in a relationship, use those as your mini matchmakers or your wing woman uh, when you go out if they have time to go out with you. They tell them what you're looking for in a woman and um, let them be your representative when you go out. And it'll actually raise your mate value if you can go out with an attractive woman who, through body language, it's evident to the people around you and the women around you that she's not your date, but she's your friend. And that's actually one of the best ways to engage other wonderful women and to have them come over to you and then when she goes when they when the wonderful woman goes to the bathroom your friend can follow them and speak you up in the bathroom too <laughs> nothing gathers a crowd like a crowd jason that's a very good point i think i'm actually going to be using without even having talked to joy I'm, I'm utilizing that very technique uh this coming monday when i'm at the ovation awards ceremony Oh, is that Monday? Jason is up for an award for best sound design. Is it for a play? Oh, that's correct. Yes. Yeah, and it's a it's a quite the uh, it's a black tie affair, and uh, I think uh, I, I think that's a perfect setting, right? You're going to be around colleagues, people that are will see you, 
you know, in, in uh, your professional, in, you know, environment. I think that that's a good place to apply some of these strategies, Jace. Well, well, yeah, I'm, definitely. I'm going to be wearing a tuxedo and I'm going, uh, I will have attending with me my good friend, uh, Genevieve. Uh, but she's ah, a yes. gorgeous woman. Um, so she will be my guest as my friend and not as my date. So there you go. Well, make sure that she knows what you're looking for and uh, ask her to kind of be on the lookout and be a wing woman for you. And I would say also you're at an advantage because you have a tuxedo on. And anytime a gentleman has a tuxedo on and you're halfway good looking, women around you want to take the tuxedo off. <laughs> I think I may be taking my tuxedo with me when I go to the grocery store then. <laughs> I'm in a tuxedo right now, Jason. <laughs> and I want to take it off of you. <laughs> well, there, I, I hope that, uh, that the guy, you know, it was really nice actually hearing a, a, a female voice on this show. Yeah, I agree. I think we should have Joy back uh, to hear more about my uh, problems, which are obviously not my doing and always the other woman's fault. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I will uh, let you know how the wing gal went uh, this coming Monday, Joy. So, uh, would you be amenable to coming back again? I would love to. And I want, a re I want a full report. And I want to know if that tuxedo gets taken off of you. <laughs> okay, we got it. Let everybody know again how to get a hold of you. It's uh, joy at joyofromance.com. Fantastic. And you also have a website, correct? Yeah, it's joy, um, www.joyofromance.com. Plus, if you want to watch videos on iTunes, I have a show called Intelligent Love 411 for Men, where I attempt to teach guys how to be their best in partnership. So there's some fun little um, mini videos on there you can check out. I've Great. watched it. It's really good. It's, it's, very, it's not only entertaining, but informative. Well, I'm going to go do Unlike that. Unlike this show. Right. Oh, stop. Oh, stop, Rob. Well, actually, this show actually was entertaining and informative. I Thanks, Joy. Well, there you go, Jace. So uh, I think that uh, that should that should give you a, a few more tools in your tool bag. Yeah, it gives me a few more tools in my tool bag. They're, the The unfortunate thing is that there are tools that I already have in my tool bag. I just don't utilize them, which is kind of like why I'd like to get Joy back again. We, we kind of, I, I, I kind of spread out everything that I already know about myself and she kind of reiterated in, in a very good way things that I already know. I just never listen. I think that might be my problem. Mm. <laughs> but I'd like to uh, <laughs> like to get some follow-up with Joy to see if I, if I actually pay attention to her advice if something changes. Okay, it can be like a running experiment. Yeah, okay, I'm in. Well, it's good to have her. You're, like you're like a lab rat, a dating lab rat. Oh, that's the nicest thing anyone has ever said to me. <laughs> you're welcome. I aims to please you. All right, so I think we should uh, move into a new segment right here on the show, Rob. And I think it might be, you hear that? This is our new segment music. Oh, I love it. You, you picked the best new segment music, Jason. Thank you. Thank you, Rob. That's the second nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. This would be normally the part where we talk about the television shows we watch, but all of our television shows are currently on hiatus right now. Plus, for that matter, I think we both were kind of getting... Uh, survivor and Amazing Race malaise. Fatigue. There you go, fatigue. Which also sounds vaguely French. We oui, we should call this the French show <laughs> or something like that. Um, Maybe this is a good time to use Genevieve's uh, opener. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. I actually have uh, somebody doing a German opener, which I can talk about in a little bit. Um, oh. When we get to, our I have a Japanese up. one too, Jace. Oh, we are becoming multicultural. It's uh, the oh. the actress I have cast in the play I am directing uh, speaks German. Oh, yeah. congratulations! I didn't know about this. We haven't talked in a while. Well, we'll get to it in a minute because since we played the music, we have to stick to this segment, which is what on earth are we going to talk about uh, when we're not talking about the Amazing Race and Survivor? Um, let it not be Sarah Palin. Okay, well, I think Sarah Palin's TV show isn't on anymore. But what are you, are there any TV programs that you watch that mm -hmm. you think you you and I can talk about? And please don't make it be uh, the <laughs> Real Housewives of New Jersey or Skins, for that matter. That new oh, show. dude, that was going to be the one I was going to say is Skins because I, I'm seeing all the pro uh, you know I watch a lot of MTV, even though I'm not their targeted demographic. Uh -huh. um, I'm a devout Jersey Shore fan and. Uh, this the skins thing looks appealing to me. I knew um, you were going to say that. Oh. I know you know me too well. 
I would say for me, I'm excited about uh, Gossip Girl. <laughs> Is Gossip this any Girl. better or worse than Skins? Gossip Girl starting up. Um, and you know what? The show that I really like, Jace, is Detroit 187. Uh, yeah, okay. I'm working on my Michael Imperioli, uh, Imperioli, uh, impression. Do you want to hear it? Okay, yes. All right. I'm going to do it. Him talking to Tony Soprano. Okay. I was always there for you, T. They said, hey, that Tony's a blowhard. I said, no, you just don't understand him. <laughs> okay, I I I I don't know if I want to watch Detroit One Eight Seven either. What okay. I'm, I think it's hard. It has to be kind of an episodic um, reality show almost because how do you sit around and recap a you know a, a crime drama? Right. Well, you know, my daughter uh, Tammy is a huge fan of The Soup, which is that Joel McHale show that wraps up. I love The Soup. Yeah. Right. So I I saw a couple of those shows pop up, which I didn't even know existed. So you know, one or two of those shows, I think I might be able to handle. I think Skins yeah. kind of makes me crawl, my skin crawl because it's isn't it scripted? I mean. Mm. So what what show you know what show I I kind of been watching and this actually might tie in nicely with dating, okay, um, with what we've ta- talked about on this show, The Bachelor man it's there it's like it's a low hanging fruit as they say in the business. Uh, yeah okay well I, I, I will start I will watch The Bachelor if we want to talk about The Bachelor. I, I, it just I, started like a couple weeks ago too, so we yeah. can we can kind of we can be like the cultural barnacles that we are on the sinking ship that is The Bachelor. Okay, well, you got to do me a favor then, Rob. All right. If we choose to watch and talk about The Bachelor every week, which, which mm-hmm. you know, that's fine. I'll, I'll do it for the sake of entertainment and this program. Okay. There's a show. What do that, I got to do, Jason? <laughs> there's, a, there's a girl that I dated uh, who was on a pilot episode of a TV show that she said, oh, you should check this out. And I checked it out to, you know, check her out before we, we dated. Uh-huh. Um, and I think it's a show that's right up your alley. Um, but unfortunately it started like three years ago and I watched the pilot episode, which was great. But if, if I'm going to watch the bachelor this week, which I will, uh, um, I want you to go (laughs) on to Hulu sometime between now and next week. Okay. Watch the pilot episode of a show called make it or break it. Okay. I'll do that. Make it or break it. Yeah. Um, it's on Hulu. You say, all right. Is it now what's the, give me a little bit of a, a back background on what make it or break it is. Uh, teenage gymnastics. Teen- teenage gymnastics. Can I get arrested for having that on my computer? No, but you know what? I if you, it, I, I have a feeling. I watched the first episode of this, and I was like, "Oh my god, I totally want to see what happens next." And then I went, "Oh mm-hmm. my god, I'm not a 12 year old girl. Why am I so interested <laughs> in this show?" And th- the if there's anything that says to me, I'm a 12-year-old girl, it's you, Rob. So you will love this show. <laughs> well, I am both flattered and horrified. Um, I, will, I will definitely I will watch that, and we will – next week when we get together, we will discuss both The Bachelor and Make It or Break It. Yeah, and so- maybe we can pull in some – the 12 to 16-year-old, that, that demographic. Yeah, I don't even know if that show's still on the air or not. I think it might be. It's on ABC Family. Um, but I feel like if you and I watch Make It or Break It each week and talk about it, even if it's not on the air, that it'll be so... <laughs> it'll be good disaster radio. That people, that people will be compelled to tune in. Yeah, exactly. I like it. As, as, like I said, as long as it won't get me arrested, um, I will watch Make It or Break It. Yeah, okay. Because I have deep-seated fears of going to prison. Uh, another one of my favorite shows to watch is... Lock up raw. Oh, okay. Well, I might watch that too. You know, it's a prison thing. The other thing I love too, Jason, it made me think of it. Do you ever watch To Catch a Predator? No, I didn't even know that was still on. Is it? Well, it's on and kind of rerun. And I've seen each one like ad nauseum, like a bunch of times. But I keep watching it because it's just so funny how the, these guys—they set up sting operations where these guys solicit minors. I mean, this is not family affair stuff but they solicit minors and then they go to a house where they're expecting to run into a 14 year old boy or girl and after having really explicit chats online about you know all the all the frauderizing they're gonna do and they get there and chris hansen the news guy from uh 
MSNBC comes out and he and the first thing he always says is like, would you take a seat? And the first thing they do is they just plop down at this, you know, bar that set up thing and they, they sit down and they chat with them. I'm thinking my first impulse would be to run if I saw like, you know, a father looking fella come in. But that's just me. I'm a coward. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, we could check into that too. I think we got our, our plate full with me forced to watch The Bachelor and you enjoying <laughs> Make It or Break It. I also would encourage any you of our- You need to watch The Bachelor. <laughs> yeah. I, I would encourage any of our listeners to uh, let us know if there's any show that you think we should watch that we would enjoy and you would hear us dissecting. What do they said at gmail.com. Uh, find us on Facebook. Uh, search for What Do They Said. We're looking for 200 likers before March. So get in there and yep. help us out with that. And um, yeah, there you go. Great. I think that was a good new segment. I think we've covered some ground. Yeah, no, I, that, I mean, we're, we're rebuilding. I don't want the new year to be like we come out and it's all defined. I want it to build over time because I think uh, that is, um, you know, that is the best way to, to bring in our audience. What do you think, Jason? I agree. So uh, I, I, I wanted to let everybody know that there is a new What Do They Said About Music podcast available for free on iTunes. And it's a good one. It's a, it's a sort of a forecast for 2011 in the bands and musicians and songs that you're going to be uh, wanting to know about if you want to, you know, you're by that water cooler and you want to be able to drop the latest hip band. You want to say Vondel Park and have people go, wow, Vondel Park, nice one, or Twin Sister. Or what are some of the other acts that I follow in this one? We do a great interview, by the way, with... Uh, with Year of the Tiger, a band out of Brooklyn that is going to be, uh, I think, making a lot of noise in the new year. Great. Well, so look I think for that. I will tune into this week. So it's good to be back. The music cast is back. Our tank is back. What do they said is back for 2011. Did you say our taint is back? I, I could have, but I'm, I'm not going to clarify <laughs> it. I sure, I sure hope not. Um, and then, of course, on the WDS the television network, we have. Uh, the premiere coming up soon. We didn't get a chance to – he actually is passed out by the green wall right now, so I don't want to disturb him. But we're going to have Galvin talk about his new show that's going to be debuting on WDS. And that is going to appear along with The Real Housewives of Fish Camp, California. And uh, didn't we have another another show? Uh, yeah, there was uh, the um, – uh, what was it? It was some sort of – it spotlighted beautiful older women. I forget what the name of it was. Oh, you're right. Wow. I am uh, going to the, – the, uh, the memory is not what it used to be, Jace. Yeah, yeah. But that was one of my favorite shows. I really liked the, um, the episode where the, um, the Landers sisters were on it. <laughs> uh, we'll get back to you on that one, listeners, on, on what that show that is on our network is called. Right. It's really burning <laughs> – it's really clearly it's at the tip of our tongue all right you'll think of it uh anyway so we're uh i've had enough i'm overwhelmed i've got a lot to think about what do you got coming up for you this weekend between now and the next episode other than watching make it or break it in the bachelor well um my lovely wife appears to be coming down with a cold Uh so my first priority is this is the cold that she gave me that i apparently gave back to her so that's what happens in a one-bedroom apartment. But I am going to try and uh, nurse her back to health. And there is some good music, but I'm not going to push it because if she's not feeling well, I don't want to drag her to see some rock show. But uh, I don't know. They're doing that Dine About Town thing in San Francisco this week, which is like a three-course meal for $30. It's a good deal, so you can try new restaurants. So maybe we'll, we'll go out to, and eat somewhere. And I'm going to watch a lot of football because it's the playoffs. Oh, sounds good. Yeah. I wish uh, I could say something more exciting, but that's it. What about you? Well, I have the uh, Ovation Awards. Awards ceremony, yes, this coming Monday uh, in Thousand Oaks. It's a huge event, which I will tell you all about. I have, uh, you know, there's, I'm a nominee. I'm bringing my friend Genevieve. We have to go s- get there early. And uh, I, I don't know who the host is, but I mean, it's basically like the Oscar ceremony for um, theater here in L.A. So it's quite the event. Uh, so I will let nice. you know all about that. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, I am uh, directing a play uh, that's going to be happening in February. We just had auditions this past week, uh, and I, we had callbacks on Monday night. Uh, we got the cast all set. 
as far as I know, we got three people in the show, uh, including, uh, as I mentioned, actress Nina Rausch, um, who you might mm-hmm. have seen in things. In fact, as a matter of fact, you, uh, you're a Mad Men watcher, right? You watch Mad Men. I am. Do you remember yeah. the episode where Pete, you know, Pete? Yeah. We uh, followed Pete a little bit on his home life, and there was a neighbor who lived down the hallway from him, uh, kind of a, uh, like a, I forget if she was the maid or the uh, housekeeper or the babysitter of his neighbor, this sort of blonde girl mm. that he kind of had the hots for for a little bit and tried oh, to kiss her. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, her, that That's actress. Her, huh? That actress, nice. Nina, is the uh, lead in my show. You know, maybe to help you with your dating woes, you could set up a whole side audition, like kind of like a not really an audition for the play, but it's like a separate audition for the play. Yeah, and just get women to perform fellatio on me or rub their genitals <laughs> up against me habitually. <laughs> you said it, not me. Okay, I think that sounds legit. <laughs> Too legit to quit, to quote MC Hammer. I guess we should quit now, huh? All right, yeah, otherwise our legitimacy is going to get in the way. Very good, Rob. Yeah, once you start quoting Hammer, that's it's a sign of the apocalypse. Uh, amen. Amen, brother. Good to have you back. Well, yeah, good to have you back too, Jace. Good on you. We'd like to thank Joy for joining us. It was real, a real pleasure to have her. And also, uh, we will keep Galvin in the loop. <laughs> and uh, and we're going to get to Leroy. The, our Ted Williams, Leroy, from down the street, will come in next week and sing Ain't Too Proud to Bake. Sounds fantastic. I hope he's clean and sober by then. I really look forward to it. All right, then. Okay, Jace, um, best of luck to you in the awards, and uh, I look forward to our next uh, our next episode. Absolutely, Rob. Thanks a lot. Say goodbye to Joy for me, and I'll see you next week. Au revoir, listeners. It's all right, because I'm safe by the yeah.